Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like John LaDuke. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Also by Audible. Get two free audiobooks when you sign up today for your 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Here we are, episode 81. We've got all kinds of news to talk about today, but before we do, we're going to hit get feedback. Now, um, this review of the show, which is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, um, this is a long review, so I'm going to try and read it quick. Uh, Chinese Girl's Husband called the show a must-listen podcast. I see some people have been giving one star lately, and I just don't understand that. Given podcasts are up to a person's taste, I think it's important to be objective. I can understand giving this podcast a three or a four star if you prefer a different style. As for me, this is a must-listen podcast, and I can probably listen and I probably listen to three to four hours of podcasts per day while I work. This podcast has many qualities which I really like, starting with a host who is able to keep things brief and concise while getting across valuable information. I would add that this, for a one-man podcast, the production value is top-notch. Thank you. The host has an excellent voice. Double thank you. Great diction. Ooh. And he has a, is discerning about when to give highlights of a topic or when to make a deeper dive. He is always topical to my interest at any given moment, which is great. I would also add that the, that the demeanor of the host is great. Not only is he fair and honest with his assessment, but he does a wonderful job of giving relatively objective information and goes out of his way to explain the possible subjective biases. TLDR, if you've got only 30 minutes to spare and want a thorough but brief recap of up-to-date Nintendo news, this is a must-listen Nintendo podcast. Well, thank you very much, Chinese Girl's Husband. That's a funny name, by the way. Uh, I very much appreciate the uh, review. Oof, it was a long one. I'm going to jump right into an email that I received. Uh, this one is from Joe. He said, hey, Bill, just wanted to send a message and let you know that I love the podcast. To have a weekly podcast with only one person that remains so interesting each week is a real talent. Uh, it's not talent. It's hard work. Uh, I'm sure there's a good, a good amount of preparation that goes into each episode, so thank you for taking the time to do it. Well, no problem, Joe. I appreciate you emailing me. Uh, he went on to say, like you, I have fond memories of playing ColecoVision when I was a kid, mostly Smurfs and Zaxxon. I'm wondering, what are some of your favorite games of all time from any system? Do you have a game collection of any kind? Thanks again for everything you do, Joe. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, for emailing. I appreciate the, the feedback. Uh, that's very nice things for you to say. Um, do I have a game collection? If you've ever watched my Twitch stream... Uh, then you've probably noticed on the shelf behind me, I have a stack of Nintendo, uh, I'm sorry, a stack of Nintendo games, some Atari games up there, and I even have 
five cartridges from the uh, Fairchild video game. Uh, what the hell is the thing called? Let me grab one. Uh, the Fairchild video entertainment system. I've got carts one through four. I've actually got two copies of cart four. I never had this system, but it came out the same year that I was born. And so I grabbed a couple of these off eBay. Um, I think that it's cool. They're all in pristine condition, and these are probably my my favorite thing. But the the thing that I have in my collection that I like the most is a um, Asteroids Deluxe Arcade Cabinet, which I got from uh, a relative who owns a coin-op business. It wasn't working. The board was shot. I've uh, gutted the whole thing and built in uh, Raspberry Pi inside of it. I've got the... Uh, the PCB from the arcade and it's got like a couple bad spots on it but that's okay because I'm going to build a frame and hang it on the wall because it's wicked rad and that's another one of my favorite things that I had. Um, You also asked what are my favorite games of all all time. It's really hard for me to pin that down. Um, I would have to say uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild, World of Warcraft, Tetris, uh, Super Mario 64, just to name a few, uh, link, link to the past. But what I'm more interested in is what are your favorite games of all time, you the listeners. So if you guys could email me and let me know, or you can tweet at me uh, and let me know what are your favorite games of all time, whether it's on a Nintendo system or a non-Nintendo system, I will say on the Atari 2600, which was my vi- my second console, uh, my favorite game on that was River Raid. Uh, on the NES, I think my favorite game was Zelda. On the Super Nintendo, it was A Link to the Past, and I'm not going to go through the whole list. I think I've I've kind of veered off again, as I tend to do sometimes, as I get distracted by the shiny things, and we've got a big, big show today, so I'm going to cut it off there. Uh, but thank you very much to Joe for the email and Chinese Girl's husband for the review. I appreciate it. If you guys want to help out the show, just head on over to Apple Podcasts um, or iTunes. Give the show a review. Uh, if you want to help out in other ways, you can email the show. And you can also call. Uh, phone number is 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And leave a voicemail, and I'll read it on the air. And I'm going to try and remember that I did that stuff at the top of the show so I don't talk about it at the bottom. All right, let's jump into the news with both feet. Well, my tweet said, it looks like Nintendo finally grew a pair of ears uh, Nintendo is listening, and this is, this story has been all over the place today, and my phone just went off. Let me shut that off. Sorry about that. Um, uh, this story has been all over the place today. Huge, huge story, and let me just read it to you. It says, due to the incredible demand for the upcoming Super NES Classic, Nintendo plans to ship the retro-inspired product into 2018. Originally, shipments were announced to cease at the end of this calendar year. This is via Business Wire. Uh, huge thanks to Nintendad, or Super Nintendad, sorry, uh, for finding me the original source. 
this story came up this morning when I was on my uh, stationary bike getting my workout in, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I got I jumped off of my bike and came over to the computer, and I I dropped the story in the uh, into the to the Discord as I often do. Uh, but it was just somebody quoting this story, but not not referring back to the story. So they didn't say who had broken the story. So it was Business Wire. Uh, anyway, uh, in addition, more units of Super NES Classic Edition will ship on its September 29th launch day in the U.S. than were shipped of the NES Classic Edition all last year. So we're going to get more on the first day than we did the entire year for the last version. Uh, with subsequent shipments arriving in stores regularly. Fans have shown their unbridled enthusiasm for these classic edition systems, so Nintendo is working to put many more of them on store shelves. All right, this is huge. Are you guys ready for this? All right, everybody buckle your seatbelts, hang on to your grandmas. Here we go. Next summer, that's 2018, Nintendo will also bring back the Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition with new shipments. Uh, So they're going to tell us more about that later. But man, oh man, it seems like Nintendo has finally, finally, finally decided to listen to its customers. And if you bought something on eBay, uh, I'm sorry, don't buy, don't support scalpers i want every scalper that has bought 15 of these things and is trying to turn a profit i want every one of them to get stuck with these things i want there to be so many super nintendos and nes's out there that they like people are going to be drowning in these things they should be on every end cap at every kinney's drugs at every uh walmart uh they should be at every gas station they should be everywhere and nintendo is going to make a fortune if they do it now just because they said that they've made more doesn't mean that I'm going to get my wish. But don't buy from the scalpers. This is something that Reggie fils uh said. He said, don't worry about the SNES Classic. He said, I would strongly urge you not to overbid on an SNES Classic on any of the auction sites. You shouldn't have to pay more than $79.99. That's from Reggie fils president of... Uh, 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 President and CEO? Is he CEO or just president? I think he's president of Nintendo of America. I can't remember for some reason. I'm old. Forgive me. Uh, anyway, that's huge news. Huge, huge news. Uh, Nintendo's been getting a lot of backlash. And if they had just said this much earlier and they said, listen, we're not going to have an issue. I know that they said we hope to to be able to satisfy customer demand. But if they had just come out and said... There will be no issues guaranteed like they just did. If they had said that, people would have gotten off their backs. Or, well, some people would have gotten off their backs. There are some people who aren't happy no matter what happens. All right. So we've got uh, classic gaming out of the way. Let's talk about something brand new. Tune in at 2300 BST. That's British Standard Time on 13... September, I'm reading this from Nintendo's UK Twitter account, so all the things are very confusing for me. Uh, For a new Nintendo Direct, focusing on what's heading to Nintendo Switch and 3DS in the coming months. Uh, So in the coming months, that's September, right? So we got September, October, November, December, 
January, February. That's six months. I'm hoping that we get six months worth of information here. Uh, unless we're going to get another Nintendo Direct down the line. This is one of the reasons why I am happy that I do a uh, three times a week um, podcast. It, it, it means that when things come out, I'm not left waiting a week before I get to talk about it. I get to talk about it when it's fresh. So uh, there's not much for me to say here, except that we're going to want to be tuning in to find out what's going on. Now, 2300 BST, if I convert that to my time, I would subtract five. So that would be 1800. And then 1800 minus 12 is 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. Eastern, U.S. Eastern, and... uh you guys can convert the rest on your own. I can't believe I did math live without screwing it up. I probably screwed it up. Um, but anyway, so 6 o'clock tomorrow, uh, we're going to be getting a new Nintendo Direct. Uh, here's what I think. We're probably going to get some information on Super Mario Odyssey. They're really going to push it. It'll, my guess is it'll be probably about a third of the Nintendo Direct will be all about Mario Odyssey. Uh, then they're probably going to show us a little bit about Breath of the Wild DLC, maybe a little bit, not too much, not too much, because we've still got a ways to go before that. And then, um, I'm hoping, God, wouldn't it be amazing if they, if they unveiled a brand new game that's coming out in January that we have no idea is coming. Like, I don't know, an Animal Crossing or, ooh, you know what? Maybe they'll talk about the Animal Crossing for iOS and Android. That's something. Uh, it's not something that I'm super hyped about, but it's definitely something. Uh, anyway, what are you guys hoping that they talk about? If you email me and let me know, we can talk about it and see if, if your predictions are correct or not. Uh, anyway, because the, the next episode of Switchcraft comes out on Thursday, so the day after I love doing a three-day-a-week podcast. It makes it so easy. So much news from Nintendo these days. All right, let's talk about something else. All right, there's going to be a lot of upset people out there. Everybody, just calm down. Put your pitchforks down. Put your torches down. Last time that I talked to you, I believe that we said that L.A. Noir is coming to the Switch. It might have been a couple episodes. I'm not sure. But anyway, it is going to be more expensive on Nintendo Switch. Oh, no, no, no. Put the, put the torch down. Put the pitchfork down. It's okay. It's only for the physical version. Now, this is a big deal. Um, $10 more for the physical version of L.A. Noir. And I know a lot of people are upset with that, but you have to understand that Nintendo is selling these cartridges to the companies, and the companies need to recoup the cost of that. It is very, very cheap to press out a whole bunch of discs. It's not as cheap to make SD, like that's basically what these are, is little SD cards. So I understand why they are $10 more, and that's why you should definitely buy a digital version of the game if you're going to get it. Uh, that way you'll save $10. Now, the reason why this story is a big deal to me, is because traditionally, whenever something costs X dollars in a physical version, the retailers force the distributors or, or, or publishers, I mean, uh, to 
stay with the same price because they don't want it to be cheaper at the online store than it is in a physical location because they feel like they're getting ripped off the uh, brick and mortar stores that is. Uh, so it's it's actually really awesome that L.A. Noir is going to be $10 cheaper in a store. This is or on the eShop. This is a precedent that is very good for consumers. It sucks that it's $10 more for, for a physical copy than it is on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. But guess what? Uh, you could get it for $30 right now on Steam, I think. So if price is really your your issue then you should probably just get it on Steam. Uh, that's an older game. It'd probably run pretty well on most PCs. That being said, um, I would recommend that you wait and you buy it on Switch. And where should you buy it? Well, you should buy it on the on the eShop. Uh, save a little, a little bit of coin. If I buy... Most of the games that I've bought so far that have had a physical release, I've bought as a physical release because I want to share them with somebody. I want to share them with my son. So... A $10, we'll call it a switch tax, a $10 switch tax for that uh, on this particular uh, game, I would understand that. I, of course, I'm, I'm not going to be sharing this with my son because he's a, he's a nine-year-old. I wouldn't think that's appropriate. But um, I think that it's a good thing that it is going to be cheaper on the eShop than it is digital, or I'm sorry, physical. This is something that people have been asking for for a very long time. You are getting the same game, but you're saving money by not having to print something, not having to ship something. All you have to do is push a button and it arrives. I should get a discount on that. And hopefully this spreads throughout the gaming industry so that we start getting cheaper games online than we do in a store. That's going to make me rethink what I'm going to buy because right now I get a discount when I buy a physical game on Amazon and... If I buy it from Amazon and I get my 20% off, which I think is going to be going away, I think that's going to reduce to $10 off, or 10% off, I think. Um, or if you have your Best Buy Rewards uh, program and you save money that way by buying physical copies. Well, a lot of people have been buying physical copies when they would probably prefer digital copies. Now, I've spoken to people before and I've had people write in that they've said, hey, I don't like digital copies, and I totally understand that. But I myself, I like the convenience of it. And I know that I'm giving up uh, something, but I'm also not the kind of guy that goes back and replays the games a lot. And I'm also not the kind of guy who ever trades games in. Uh, the main reason why I don't trade games in is because I always think that I'm going to go back and replay them, and then I don't. Um, but anyway, I'm just talking a little bit about my own psyche, I guess. Uh, but anyway, there you go. $10 more uh, for a Nintendo Switch version. Uh, $10 cheaper on the eShop. So you're going to save some money if you get it on the eShop. And that's what I recommend you do, especially after you've spent some money on that brand new sweet, sweet SD card. The developers of a game for the Switch, Lichtspear, I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. It's a game about an ancient Germanic future uh, where you get to run around with a stick made out of light, which is cool. Uh, they had have said in an, an, in an AMA, that is a tough sentence to say, uh, they have said that 
Nintendo doesn't have official support for achievements and leaderboards like Sony or Microsoft, but we know that they are working on it, which is news to everyone. Now, I actually posited or guessed that this would happen at some point because at E3, when they were showing off Super Mario Odyssey, was it E3? I'm not sure when we first got to see Super Mario Odyssey. I think it was E3. Yeah, it was E3. I remember now. So we were watching it. E- Super Mario Odyssey unveiled at E3. And uh, one of the... It was like the treehouse thing. And one of the uh, moons... Yeah, the power moons. So Mario had gone and collected a power moon. And it stamped his screen with the date when he found it. And I said, boy, that kind of feels like a an achievement And I wonder if Nintendo is bringing achievements to the Switch, maybe starting with Super Mario Odyssey. Now, we're getting closer and closer to Super Mario Odyssey. Wouldn't it be amazing if they unveiled an achievement system for the Switch, like a system-wide achievement system um, in a Nintendo Direct right before uh, Nintendo, or or, I'm sorry, uh, Mario Odyssey comes out? Well, Goodness gracious, I think that if you've been listening all along, you'd find that we are getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, and Super Mario Odyssey is coming uh, in a little more than a month, so maybe that's one thing that we will find out about in tomorrow's Nintendo Direct. Now, do I think that I'm right about that? I don't know. I think I'm more hopeful than than certain, Uh, so I'm not sure if that's something that we're going to see. I'm also not somebody that really cares about achievements i'm not super into achievements now i say that knowing full well that i have been totally sucked into achievements in certain games but not like system-wide achievements i don't need a score like the like on xbox where they have a gamer score that's not something that ever motivated me what motivates me is when they have uh, achievements that are like do this but without doing that You know, something to make playing the regular game a little more difficult, something that's just uh, a little crazier. And that's always been really fun, especially when I play MMOs, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, So I'm I'm curious, how do you all feel about an achievement system for uh, Nintendo Switch? Is it something that you think is very important or are you like me where you're just like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And also keep in mind, Nintendo doesn't expressly forbid uh, video game makers from making achievement systems. They just don't have it built into the system itself. So you don't have these uh, things where you can be like, I got trophies, show me all your trophies or something. Um, Again, I'm not one who brags about how far they got in a game. And I'm not saying that if you like achievements that you're that kind of person, but they just don't really appeal to me unless they're a fun thing to go after. I don't care about points that don't mean anything. I I guess that's why in old games, I always, I never bothered to put my name in when I was playing. Uh, You know, after you die, you could put in your name on the arcade. So anyway, let's talk about what I've been playing this week or the past couple days, which might surprise you. Well, excuse me, princess. Okay, before we get to the lightning round, I've got a confession to make. I know that it's not a Nintendo game. But what have I been playing the past couple days? It's this little game from a small publisher called Blizzard. 
and it's World of Warcraft. And I played World of Warcraft for eight years. Uh, I played it since I played it in beta, and I, I took a couple years off when after Cataclysm came out. I played right up to the end of Cataclysm, and then when um, Mr. Pandaria came out, I said, well, "I think I've had enough." And I skipped Mists of Pandaria, I skipped Warlords of Draenor, and then when Legion came out, I jumped back in for about six months. And I had a lot of fun with it, but then there was too many other things to play, so I stopped playing for a while. Well, I started playing it again, and I know it's not a Nintendo game, but, you know, I tell you guys what I've been playing, and so that's what I've been playing. I've also been playing some uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. Now, what? why am I bringing this up on my Nintendo show? Well... Because, God, wouldn't it be amazing if Nintendo made an MMO, not like based on Mario, but a new IP from Nintendo where you could play it on the Switch and it had the motion controls, not like motion controls where you're swinging something around, but like for aiming or for controlling the camera or something like that. I think that Nintendo could make... They have shown us that everything, every single genre that they tackle, they just nail it. You look at um, platforming, they invented it. Uh, You look at RPGs, Xenoblade, oh my god. You look at um, adventure games like, or open world games like Zelda. Like, when they said that, showed us that Zelda was an open world game, we were like, wait a second, you you guys don't know how to make those. Well, you bet your ass they do. Uh, Sorry for the expletive there. Um, You look at... First-person shooter. They gave us Metroid. When they told us that the next Metroid game was going to be a first-person shooter, the the world went bananas. They were like, you can't do that, Nintendo. You can't do that. You guys don't know how to make a first-person shooter. And Metroid Prime is one of the greatest first-person shooters I've ever played. It's fantastic. Again, they haven't really kept up with the times because they haven't made any more, but I bet you when we play Metroid Prime 4... We're going to be pretty excited about what they give us. You know, you, then they make a third-person competitive shooter. They nail it with uh, Splatoon. We look at the fighting games that they made. Smash Brothers, ARMS. Those are both fantastic fighting games. Nintendo picks a genre and they nail it. And I'm here to tell you that I would love it if Nintendo made an MMO. Again, not based on Mario or Link or Hyrule or any other other properties, but a brand new IP and... I think that they could really do a great job with it. Have it be a subscription base. That's fine with me. Have it be free to play as long as all of the in-game purchases are just cosmetic. Whatever it is that they want to do, I'm I'm ready for them to do it. Another genre that I would love to see is a MOBA. Now this I would like to see featuring the Mario and the Smash Brothers kind of characters. Uh, a MOBA featuring those characters would be fantastic. And you could definitely do a MOBA using controls if you made it, if everybody was at the same playing field. I mean, Smite did a great job with it. Smite is really easily playable using a controller. And I would love, love, absolutely love to play a MOBA featuring Nintendo's characters. Um, What genres? And here's my question. I know I've asked you guys a couple questions today, but feel free to email me. Uh, or uh, do a voicemail or Twitter or whatever. Um, what genres would you love to see Nintendo tackle that they haven't tackled yet? Uh, for me, 
MMOs and MOBAs. Those are my two favorite genres, actually, of games. I love them so much. I've had so much fun playing MMOs and MOBAs that it would blow my mind if Nintendo brought those two uh, to the Switch. All right, let's jump into the lightning round. Okie dokie. Okay, real quick, we've got an article that says that the 3DS eShop is dead for indies. That is by the developer of Chicken Worm. Is that what it's called? Chicken Worm? I think it's Chicken Worm. Chicken Wiggle. Chicken Worm. (laughs) I'm going to call it Chicken Worm forever. Um, It's a good article. Very interesting to read. Make sure you uh, check out the link in the show notes so you can find out about it. I guess they did not get the downloads that they were expecting. Uh, The next story in the lightning round is that Super Mario 64 Online is out. There is a link in the show notes. I highly suggest you click on that link and get there as fast as you can before Nintendo uh, takes it down very, very quickly, as I'm sure that they will if it's probably... Maybe it's... Actually, let me click and see if it's already been taken down. Uh, So I'm looking at the link. I'm scrolling down. We've got a download. They've got a few different downloads. One of them's at a media fire, so it's probably going to be up for a while, but don't waste any time. Go check it out. Uh, coming soon, today, September 12th, that's right, meow, uh, we've got LEGO Dimensions Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice? Oh, I better not say that one more time. Uh, Teen Titans Go and the Powerpuff Girls are coming to the Wii U. Beetlejuice. See, I said it three times. He's going to come out now. Uh, Switch. We're going to have Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. That comes out today. I have not picked that up, although I did ask for a review copy. Probably won't get it. Um, uh, Also on the Wii U for September 14th, we've got Earthlock Festival of Magic on the 3DS eShop. Uh, Percy's Predicament Deluxe. And on the Switch, we've got uh, Pan Pan, A Tiny Big Adventure, Semispheres, which is a fun word to say, Kingdom, New Lands, Quest of Dungeons, ACA, Neo Geo Geo Spin Master, and Beach Buggy Racing. None of these really jump out at me as super interesting games to check out. However, uh, if they are games that are up your alley, just check them out. Some of these, I mean, Semispheres looks kind of weird. I, I like weird. Uh, but anyway, let's wrap it up. <laughs> that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. You can do so at all of the places that I mentioned at the top of the show. But in addition to that, you can join our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And of course, stop by the live stream sometime, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You'll probably see me playing World of Warcraft this week because I can't stop thinking about that game. Uh, If you're looking for ways to support the show, head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. My wife makes dock socks for the Nintendo Switch. She also makes zippered pouches. She's got all kinds of crazy fabric with Nintendo characters on them, Splatoon characters, and it is her birthday this month. It is her birthday this month, and in honor of that, she decided to have a coupon. So I made the coupon code JoJo35. I won't tell you how old she is, but the coupon code is JoJo35. That's J-O-J-O-3-5 for $3.50 off whatever you order between now and September 29th. Uh, We will have... Before the, the the whole thing is over, before the coupon is over, we will have a Splatoon-themed zippered pouch ready. for. We'll have pictures up on the website or on the Doc Sock, or for crying out loud, I can't speak, on the Etsy for you to check out. 
If you're looking for a free way to support the show, review the show on iTunes. That's super easy, super free, and super awesome. Uh, you can also use my Amazon affiliate link. And if you're look, if you've got too much money, you, you're having trouble walking around because your pockets are just overflowing with cash. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/RunJumpStomp, and for as little as a dollar, you too can join Captain Logan, Link Thirty One Two Fifty Four, TF Wagner, and others as I record the show live, like they are right now. They've been talking to me the entire time that I've been. Uh, recording and telling me all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, that being said, you can have links to all of this stuff at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, thank you very much to Noteblock for the intro music and Tom Winter for the outro music. You guys stay awesome, and I will see you on Thursday where we talk about the Nintendo Direct. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.